0: how can we not be controlled by our emotions? I mean, anyone, anyone, when they go through something difficult would naturally feel angry, frustrated, just overwhelmed, right? But how can we get better control? What are the keys to doing that? Well, in this podcast, we're going to cover just that. Let's go. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindfulness Summa Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindfulness Summa, coming to you every week about topics that we need to hear about as women. There are things we are going through that we're not talking about to each other, to our friends, to our family. There's so many things that we're harboring in our chest that honestly we just need relief from. Just struggle, the struggle of the day, the struggle of the exhaustion, just the never ending something else to do. And I never get to what I need to do, what I love, what I want. As a matter of fact, maybe I don't even know what I want anymore. Cause I'm so busy taking care of everybody else. Does any of that sound familiar to you? I know it does because we talk about it, you and I all the time, right? Um, this is actually the first time for two weeks since I've started the podcast, gosh, I don't know, two and a half years ago that I did not post an episode in two weeks first time ever so I think you're owed an explanation. Um, I want to say first of all I'm sorry because you know consistency is my thing but I finally got hit with something that actually kind of shook me to my core which is something that I am both like feeling bad about that I did that but so excited so excited and this is the very first podcast in my life where I get to share with you kind of a dream that has come true I have two dreams in my life that I have never truly shared I think which I would love to share with you guys since you're kind of like family at this point the first one is that since I was young um, I thought I used to know what I wanted to do but then once I realized what I really really want one of the things I always wanted to do was to create an orphanage in a country of need and for some reason my heart felt you know gravitated towards africa but in in there's certain parts of africa but i'm not going to say yet but then so i don't know if that dream is not the one i'm going to share with you today i kind of wish it was what i do instead is i help other organizations that are helping orphans because like uh, My heart goes out. I can't tell you. And I know the prophet, peace be upon him, spoke about orphans, but something else. But that's that's not the dream I'm going to share with you today. Please wait for that podcast. I will come out with it one day. It is one of my dreams. But I had a second one. And you guys know how passionate I am about women and everything. And most of the time I talk to women and they're really lonely. And they just don't feel like they have support. So the big announcement I just put on my Instagram stories, which I, like, you don't understand how giddy I am. I'm not even being cheesy or, like, this is this is real true excitement from my heart. Um, we just created the first ever Muslim female app of its kind in the entire world. Like, you know when you get, like, somebody the the, the first eid post i think it was like post stamp on a letter like the first woman to win this the first like we are the first to create an app of this magnitude um we just created the app i know you guys have heard me say thrive muslima before but that was like the beginning of my thrive muslima this is this is it this is like the huge kabang what i did was i took thrive muslima and i like put it on steroids and i made almost like a netflix app That is halal for Muslim women. And you're not going to be watching like anime or dramas or like love stories and romance. So sorry to kill that for you. What I mean is it is like a Netflix feel where you can go on and you can watch things that will just pick you up, motivate you, support you on the go when you just want to jump in the car, go for a run, da, da, da. And it's all like in one place on every topic for Muslim women you've ever thought of and resources never made before. And then also there's the whole Entire live events inside. A lot of people have been bombarding me on Instagram about our Quran journaling. How do I get in the Quran journaling class? I have two Quran journaling classes that are starting. One is starting next week, and then a Da'a journaling class. Like, hyped. You guys are high. I never believed you guys would like that that much. I mean, I was excited for myself because I just went on to, I actually just filmed a haul all about what I'm going to buy for it. So, FYI, I'm saying all this in regard to the topic of today. Which is one of the things that I'm gonna talk about today and how you can kind of get control of your emotion is to be really, really in tune with it. I had to end up leaving a career and job that I thought was my it because everybody told me to do it. I was living my life and I felt emotionally horrible. I felt physically horrible. Like those of you who know me, I'm a licensed educator, I love to teach. I live to help. What I'm doing now is teaching, right? But I used to do it on a grand scale to the point where I was administrating and training teachers to teach. And it's it's a passion of mine, right? But eventually it got toxic. Like anything else, you go into certain levels of, you know, careers, and they're toxic. The higher you go up, oh my goodness, the toxicity is ridiculous. It no longer becomes about the mission, and it more becomes about the paperwork and the numbers and the people and who's getting fired, and it becomes an, a beast, and it's not pleasant. And that happens in a lot of people. I think if you're a nurse right now and you go to, like, you know, the hospital, you know all about, like, the stuff that happens behind the scenes that the patients never see between the doctors and the staff and, you know, the issues. Like, the, it's like that. Or if you go to any place where you service people and people have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, like that's what I was experiencing. And I'm there smiling to parents and students and teachers and I just couldn't take it in my heart of hearts anymore. So if you're at this point in your life, just is kind of like a bonus thing I'm throwing in here, where you can't deal with what you're dealing with anymore and you feel like it's making you ill, Like, some of you, I know, you call me, you're getting physically ill. Like, some of you are like, drop my job, scariest thing in the world, but I feel the best I've ever felt. But I'm also scared because what am I going to do about money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of you guys say this stuff to me. I had that moment. Like I had just moved into a new neighborhood, a new house, got a new car because like all these things, like everything was on its last leg and I had to go into a new one. You know, you have that moment, like, do I buy used or do I buy new? And I was like, you know what? I'm going new because at least I know who wrote it. It's me. At least I knew who went in the, you know, so I did all that. And then guess what? That's when I had huge panic attacks and problems and stuff because my job was crazy and I couldn't do it anymore. But my parents were like, oh, my daughter, the blah, 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 you know, she does this. And they were so proud, you know, and my friends. And I had women look up to me. Oh, my gosh, I want to do that. And then I was like, you know what? I need to leave it because it's making me sick. So I want to just let this resonate with the women right now that are in a position in their life where something they're doing is making you physically ill because you feel emotionally and mentally drained. I got you. And you know what I did? Made a lot of du'a, a lot of istikhara, that so you gotta do first of all, and then I made a leap, and I left it. I left it like in a slow. Actually, no, I kind of cut the cord, but only because I got literally I got put into the to the hospital because I was so ill over it. Like it was a wake up call from Allah Penn with that. So my my first telltale sign of something making you sick and you needing to let it go is if it makes you physically ill. I'm sorry to say that could be a marriage. I'm not advocating divorce in any means. I'm saying that means you need to look into that. You shouldn't live like that where you feel so sick. So right before I go in, I, so I start off with some bonus tips just to resonate with people who have gone through that because I've been there and I took the leap and I'm okay. But you have to also understand I went through a lot of fire, but I also use the fire as a way to dive back into my relationship with a lot and solidify my trust in him. So having said that, diving into the rest of the podcast and right before I do, if you like want to understand where I'm in my life right now, I'm doing what I want to do. Like, really. I'm a mom. I take care of my kids. I love my husband. I give everybody their haq. But I have my own passion, and I do that, too. And you know what that is? That is the thing I just released, which is the first women ever. Like, legit. There is no other app from Muslim, And it's aesthetically pleasing. I have an awesome team. Shout out to my team from Malaysia, Indonesia. They made, like, brilliant, brilliant, like, aesthetics on there. They're still – we're still working out every day, but – Oh my gosh, go in there, guys. Check it out. It's totally free to check out inside of Thrive Muslimah. I'll put the link below. Or you could just search it on the Apple store, Thrive Muslima app. All right? And if you don't, then you can just DM me on Instagram. I'll, I'll show you how to get to it. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh. There's a light version, a free version, and then a full version for the entire membership. But oh my gosh, you could check it out either way. And I'm really, really proud. So I just want to say, like, if you're a person who has a passion, and that's like, that was one of my life goals, to bring women together from all over the world, check <laughs> right and made the first app and the first resources for muslim women because you know we need it check so i felt really great and it's a happy day for me and i just wanted to share that happiness with you guys because this was like at least two years in the making so alhamdulillah going on with what we're talking about today though i just want to start with like a personal i just want to start with like a personal story for myself and that and how i went through that but i want you to to know that today what i want you to know that This goes back to the topic of today. I didn't just like talk about that for no reason. Being controlled by your emotions is fine being disconnected with your true self. My true self is mindfulness. It's not like a cape that I put on like Superman, right? It is is just something that means the world to me to help reconnect with myself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and help other women not suffer. Cause I suffered a lot. I know what it feels like to be hurt, to have people take advantage of you, to be like all those things, to spend your life making everybody happy with you, but you not really happy. You know, you having trust issues with men, like I get it, like been there, done that. But guess what? I learned how to not do it that way. And that's what I want to share here. And so the first thing is tip number one is to connect with the true self that you have. Like, who are you? Like, let's get real. Let's stop you living the life that everyone wants you to live. And I'm not telling you to tell your parents, you know, mom, take a hike. You know, it's all about me. No, no, no. Let's keep it. Let's let's not get it confused. There's a difference between the Western do me, you know, take care of me. And like the Islamic, give everybody their haq, but only so much as they deserve. And then you can, um, you know, put your heart and soul into something that means a lot to you. As long as it's halal, of course, <laughs> not, not advocating anything else. But you know what I mean? So I had to get there. It took me two, three decades, maybe three decades, three and a half to get there. But I got there and it feels liberating. I want you to feel that way, too. So that's the first thing. You got to be real with who you are and stop living for everybody else. Number two, you have to value yourself. You have to believe that you could give value to other people. I have so many women who just put themselves down. I was on a call last night with a sister who's trying to create an entire community. You know, sometimes women call me up because they want advice. They see what I do, and they want to do it too, and I don't care. I I help a lot of women, and so I want that. We need more women to help other women. I mean, like, how many women do we have in the world? We need a lot of help, right? Not because we're needy, But because like there's not stuff out there for us that we need just for us, right? So she was like, I can't, I want to do it, but I can't. Let me tell you, this girl is brilliant. I can't say her name. Brilliant. And she doesn't believe in herself. I believe in her more than her own body believes in her. And I'm like, girl, you just need to get out of your own way. You need to believe that you got, because when you don't, your emotions overwhelm you. When you don't live the life you're meant to live and you live for everybody else, your emotions overwhelm you. But what do we do? We just get up for work the next day. We just get up and take care of the kids. We pretend like that stuff is not tearing us apart. For, for many of us, it means learning how to master our time in our day so that we can make time. Like for me, when you got as many kids as I do and you, you run as many things as I do, you kind of got to get up at the wee hours of the morning. But you know what? It's butaka. It really, really is. And so alhamdulillah um but that's the so the first one is be true to who you are and stop living that lie the minute you do that you will feel emotionally more stable i have a sister not gonna say her name on thrive she's one of our thrive sisters already inside because we already have hundreds inside guys but this is just something like even extra 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 and so we have new women coming in which is why i couldn't make the podcast so back to why i could make the podcast you guys have been bombarding me and so I am living on DMs with you guys, talking all about, like, everything you want to know. So it's really, really been crazy in the DMs. Um, but so the first one is, you know, being who you are, staying connected to your true self, valuing yourself. So you got believe in yourself, have confidence. If you don't have that stuff... That's why I do this stuff with women because that's all we teach. So you have to have that or if you don't, you will stay emotionally unstable because you're always going to think about how much you suck, how much you can't do it. You're going to notice everything horrible. What you focus on is what you feel. I keep saying that. I want you guys to drive that home. And the third one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You know, you have to reestablish that connection with him. I was talking to a sister the other day who was just absolutely distraught. And I want to tell you, there was an ayat of Quran that I gave the other day on Instagram that connected exactly what the sister described. She said, I've lost myself. And there's the ayat of Quran where it's exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. I will make them forget themselves. If you're struggling with that, ask yourself what your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. That is, that is a huge effect. You not talking to him, praying whenever you can, get me, a, get me five minutes, I will, but I can't, oh, tomorrow. That affects your emotions. The beauty of Ramadan coming shortly is that we will have this chance to reconnect. But it only happens with the women who take action. So what are you doing to get ready for Ramadan? I'm gonna, I, you know I had to throw that out there at the end of the podcast. With, with like 30 days left. Come on, ladies. What are we doing to connect? And even let's pretend you, you open this podcast up and it's not Ramadan. Because that happens too. You know what I mean? What are you doing to connect? Because let's talk about the the feelings that you feel. I was so sick and tired of feeling horrible. I literally only got better because I couldn't imagine living another day feeling the way I was. I can't take credit that every time I became better, it was because I had some awesome motivation. No, sometimes I was at rock bottom and it was like suicidal rock bottom. Like I cannot live another day in this skin because it feels so depressing or lonely or sad. If you felt that way, I have two. I totally know. But I'm just going to tell you, if you just keep feeling that way, like, you're just going to keep feeling that way. You have to, like, actually do something different. Anyway, I wanted to come on the podcast with this really kind of quick podcast to say emotional overwhelm comes from those spaces. You not living out your true purpose. You know? You just... Going along with the program that your parents set up for you with medical school or whatever it is that they have you doing. You not valuing yourself the way Allah created you as being beautiful and you beating yourself up more than other people need to beat you up because you're your hardest critic. Or number three, being disconnected from Allah and not realizing the massive effects that has on your internal happiness every day. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the ayat and he made them forget themselves. They forgot Allah so he made them forget themselves. And you know what forgetting yourself feels like? feels like overwhelm. It feels like stress. It feels like frustration with everything. Constant anger. Constant irritation. Can't deal with people. They're so annoying. That's disconnect from your fitra, from your natural disposition. Your natural disposition is to be calm. Rasul was calm. He was collected. He wasn't, oh my God, this is this one. This is- he wasn't like that because he was ever connected. It's not just because he was a prophet. It's because he was a walking Quran. He was the dean. And everyone around him, the Sahaba, they had a similar effect. Even ones like Omar, who were a little bit spicy, even still at the end of the day, were way calmer than before Islam. Islam brings healing. But only if you let it, sis. Only if you let it. What are you doing to take action? I'm telling you. It will break the overwhelm and the emotional unwellness like you have no idea. So much of it is in your hand, like you have no understanding. I I didn't understand until I saw it in action and how much better I could live with nothing changing in my life, but the way I responded to it. So may Allah subhanahu wa taala allow this as a reminder for us, and I will see so many of you inside of Thrive. I am so excited. Again, ladies, if you have any trouble with that, DM me. Otherwise, I'll catch you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.